This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello, hello, happy Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Yes, throwback Thursday. Our stations, our radio stations do throwback Thursday. It's the best. It's so much fun. So no matter where you are, you can stream it. It's uh, 91. Ooh, that car just spun out right behind you. That car just spun right the fuck out. Oh, wow. That's great. Holy shit. I witnessed that. This car was traveling this way. It stopped. They're so lucky nobody was there. And it and then just spun out. And now he's acting like nothing happened. But he was going way too fast. Oh, for God's Stop sake. Stop going so fast. Slow down, everybody. It's the beauty of a podcast. Holy you probably moly. felt Sorry, like that you was could insane. see that. Good thing we weren't on the air because I probably would have swore. <laughs> that was nuts. Sorry, I was super distracted. Anyway, the stations are 91.5 The Beat. Uh, you can ask like Alexa, uh, Google, whoever, whatever you uh, want to do. Uh, and that's at a Kitchener. And then uh, Fresh, 93.1. That's at a Barry. You're a huge Batman fan. I love Batman. The Batmobile from Tim Burton's Batman movies is up for grabs through the classic auto mall. Uh, this one was driven by Michael Keaton in the 89 Batman and its follow-up, 1992's Batman Returns. They say it could be the most iconic of the Batmobiles. They figure it's only going to go for $1.5 million. $1.5 million. Well, it is old. Is there something to that? No, it's like, the could, Batmobile. I mean, I know. But, I mean, check out what the... Bra- is the Brampton Batman still around? Yes. Okay, and, and that car is pretty sweet. Like, he came to an event I did once. And so, like, I, I got to sit in the ride. I checked it out. I'm like, that's cool. Do you really need the original one when you can just, like, make a newer one that probably you won't have to, like, change the engine on and all that shit? Does it come in a hybrid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not for me. Not unless it's a Tesla. Uh, question, Cat. Mm-hmm. Let's say your partner is into collectibles. Okay. Is, is there a point where you cut them off and say, no more of this shit in our house? No more. I don't care <laughs> if you have collected yeah. this or that your yeah. entire life. Enough's enough. Your your collecting is done. Or do you have to let your partner continue on with their hobbies? You know, I think that you you can encourage it if it seems healthy, I suppose. If it's just like something simple and doesn't take up a lot of space, like, yeah, just let them have it, right? Like, if they collect stamps, I don't know how many people do that anymore. Stamps? Yeah. Haven't you heard of, like, stamp collector? I have. I didn't think that was real, though. I thought that ended when our grandparents all... Probably did. But here's why you should encourage shit like that. Or money, for that matter. It can all be in one fucking book. One book, tucked away, no problem. My area where I get, where I start to have issues is like clown statues, you know, or the, or like the dolls, like don't creep me out. No, uh, hockey stuff. I mean, we collect things, but it's not obscene. Like my husband does collect stuff for the teams that he likes, but it's not like it doesn't take up a lot of space. So it doesn't bother me at all. But if it got to a point, I mean, yeah. Do you maybe suggest you have a problem? High Point, North Carolina. Vic Klinko is his name. He started collecting bottles of hot sauce about 26 years ago. (laughs) Okay. He now has 11,000 bottles of hot sauce. That's too much. 
Like that's too much. Where do you put 11,000 bottles of hot sauce? And they don't go up in value. It's not right. Am I wrong? Is there like a hot sauce museum that's going to take those (laughs) off his hands for a lot of money? I don't think so. Like it's one thing if you're collecting things that one day will be a lot of money, right? But that's not the key. That's not an investment. Maybe you're just a hoarder. Like at the end of the day. (laughs) A hoarder that can't taste. I am not kidding you. A lot of the time with these people who collect things a lot and look, go ahead and at me, go ahead and DM me. I don't mean to offend most of you, but I do think there's a fair amount of people that use collecting as a disguise for hoarding. Hoarding, is that an actual diagnosed mental condition now? Oh, yes. I mean, absolutely. Hmm. But this is why I wonder if some people who could take collecting over the top, like that's over the top. Having like 20, 30 of something, like what? that's great. You, ha- It's a hobby, right? That's more of a hobby. And that's cool. Maybe it's that, like the hunt, right? For a lot of people, it's the hunt for these things. I know people who collect all kinds of random shit. And they will go on hunts, whether it's online or elsewhere. Garage sales, um, consolidation places to find those items. And it's more of like a hobby. And I think that's healthy and perfectly fine. I'm talking more like 11,000 bottles of hot sauce. You might want to talk to somebody. I don't even know where you put that. It would need its own room. Yeah. 11,000 of anything is a lot. And that's what I mean. Like those are going to be like, this hot, hot sauce does expire, right? I mean, eventually. I don't know. It's pretty freaking hot. Some like, of it. So I, maybe, I would imagine it could probably survive an apocalypse. Like 20 something years later, those those ones he first got, like I'm sure that he especially values the, his first few hot sauces, right? When he started this collection. Maybe you just keep those and you just, like, get rid of the middle of the road ones. I don't know. I, I get If that was my partner, no, of course, I would have to have a conversation with them about it. That's too much. A beauty pageant competitor got a really big shock. Last Sunday night when she was competing at a competition in Mexico, her name is Andrea. She was on the runway strutting her stuff in a feathered national Mexican costume. She reached out with her hand for the microphone. The minute the device connected with her skin, it was apparent something was very wrong. Electrical volts were coursing through her convulsing body. She's getting electrocuted. She's getting electrocuted. You can hear the MC screaming into another microphone. The 22-year-old was struggling to remove the microphone while spinning backwards. She eventually managed to disengage herself from the, what they call, faulty device. The pageant took a brief pause while medics checked her out. They say she wasn't seriously hurt, but she sustained burns to the hand in where she grasped the microphone. Um... Is that a thing? Because I use a microphone like five that, times is a that day. A, isn't that a scary thought? Holy isn't that scary shit. Thought? So you automatically win a pageant if that happens, right? Like you <laughs> automatically are the winner. Like just forego everything else. No talent portion, nothing. This person right here. I mean, that would be whether they were in the pageant or not. You win the pageant. Here's a ribbon. Here's a bouquet and a tiara. Here's your gift certificate for <laughs> Clucky's Chicken or whatever else you get. Here's an NDA. And, uh... <laughs> exactly. Please don't please sign this waiver. Sorry we didn't make you do this off the off the top. That was terrible. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted 8 to 3 the other night to approve a controversial policy for the police that would allow cops to deploy robots that are capable of lethal force in extraordinary circumstances. This is how it begins. This is the robot uprising. We're stupid enough to create these robots and arm them now. Mm. This is from the Washington Post, who reports the vote came after a heated debate on policy that would allow cops to use ground-based robots to kill when risk of life, when there's a risk of life to members of the public or officers 
that is imminent and officers cannot subdue the threat using alternative force or de-escalation tactics. Now, it still requires a second vote next week and the mayor's approval. A police spokesperson says the department has a fleet of robots and doesn't plan to outfit them with firearms immediately, but explosive charges could be added to the robots to breach fortified structures, or the robots could be deployed to contact, incapacitate, or disorient a dangerous suspect without risking life. We're, 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 we're going to send a robot in to blow you up, i.e., if we're in a situation, maybe you've uh, barricaded yourself in somewhere and you're pointing a gun <laughs> so that the cops don't have to go in. Now they'll just send in the robot, and it's going to come in and say, hi, <laughs> blow up. Do you think it says hi for it? Hi. Hi, friends. <laughs> it can she can steal the TikTok voice if it wants. Could you imagine? Only if they're bad people. <laughs> I don't know that this is a good idea, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I think once we empower the robots and we give them a little bit of AI and a gun or a bomb, it's probably not going to work out well for us. I mean, it, the truth is, it's a like the, the the whole robot the whole robot industry. Can we call it a robot industry? That that specific industry. Um, my. My brother is a chief product officer at a tech tech company. So he goes to a lot of these um, shows, expos around the world. Robots are always front and center. And what they're doing with robots next and the next thing and the next thing. I mean, it's fascinating. It's very cool. And some of them seem very helpful. They're like the, the robots that are running around and they look like dogs. Like there's those robots. I don't know if you've ever seen them in person. I have. Those are real? It's a very, very real. Yes. Um, it doesn't mean that they're for the masses, but these companies have created them. Um, and all kinds of different AI and that, that part to me is so interesting. But then once you start, I agree with you, once you start to arm them, you're just getting into that territory of at what point, cause they're so smart and the technology behind it is so smart and the people with the technology is smart. At what point do they turn and, and kind of come up with a mind of their own? Well, maybe ask your brother for me. Cause I'm confused about this. I thought the whole point of us developing robots was to make our lives easier, not to kill people. Where's the robot that's going to come over what? and, and, and uh, fold my laundry. Where's the robot that's going to walk my dog for me. Where's the robot that's going to do all those inconvenient things that we don't want to do. I now mean, we're just creating them to blow people up. Come on. Well, that I know it's it's kind of a scary thought. It, it, but some people don't even like the thought of a robot doing any of number of things that you just mentioned though. There's a lot of people that think it's kind of freaky to have a robot as an assistant at home cuz that freaks them out. What if they turn? What if they start going through your shit, taking your stuff? <laughs> oh, panties <laughs> you know, that I like. Any, uh, and, and the robots will all sound like cat. <laughs> I wish I had a nose so I could sniff them. Freaky shit is what that is. <laughs> We're just blowing through a whole bunch of topics here. Uh, Self-service checkouts, as we all know, are often covered in harmful bacteria, some of which can be found in fecal matter, according to a new study from uh, Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine in the UK and backed by the NHS pu uh, public health officials. They say we live in a bacterial world. Bacteria and microbes are everywhere, and we come into contact with them all day, every day. But when they look at the swab results from 19 items that people touch every day, handrails, door handles, keyboards, self-service checkouts are the worst. They're disgusting. I, I, that does not surprise me. Many of them contain high bacteria loads. What's particularly alarming is on self-serve checkouts, they were able to identify five different types of bacteria that are known to cause disease in people that comes from the 
Enterococcus virus or bacteria. It's the one that's found in fecal matter. Hmm. And you know, we we've heard these before. I think we all understand. If you touch like the the pump at the gas or the the handle at the gas pump, oh, you probably got shit on your hand now. And and now when you touch the self service checkout, you probably got poo on your hands again. <laughs> what is wrong with people that that much poo is being transferred from your butt? to your hand to a self-serve checkout. How did you get from the bathroom to the self-serve checkout without washing your hands? Well, I wonder if it's also uh, like almost uh, uh, you touch something else in that store that also had poo on it. Because don't forget that you're in a store and you're touching things in the store. Carts, for example. Did the cart get cleaned? If not, then your hand touched the cart. And then your cart touches, and then your hand touches the self-serve checkout, for example. Or that dirty little, even if you're at the regular checkout, like how many people touch that dirty little bar that's supposed to separate your groceries and stuff? It's fucking uh, gross. It's gross. It doesn't get cleaned anymore. Do you find it used to get cleaned a lot? Like, don't you remember those times where like there was someone's job was to sit there with a fucking rag and a bottle of Lysol and like spray down everything before you touched it? That was in June. It yeah, was in it June we were ago. doing that. Yes, it wasn't long ago, right? Like, rem- I, and we used to have to keep such a distance from people while they were putting shit on the, even if you went to uh, a checkout, you had to like wait. You couldn't even put your fucking groceries near their groceries. <laughs> and it's true. Costco was like, Costco, I got in fucking trouble just because I tried to take a step forward to try to give the person my card or put the card. And she's like, no, I'm not 100% complete here. And then she like sprayed the counter down the whole thing. And then she's like, now you may proceed. I'm just like, oh shit. Okay, sorry. You may proceed. Yeah. Get like the really, hell out of really here. hardcore. And now, but the, but the thing is, can't we find a balance? Cause I wouldn't mind a spray down. Like I wouldn't mind some cleaning now and again. So we don't touch those poo checkouts, for example. Like, where's that person with the rag and the Lysol? Did they let the person go? What are they doing now? That person's giving vaccines at the new walk-in yeah, place. Like, come on, bring it back. Bring it back. It's quite the promotion. You went Ooh. from wiping down the conveyor at the grocery store to giving shots at a clinic. I've got an idea, Scott. Robots that do that shit. It comes full circle. Fucking right. Fucking robots that come along and... Now we're talking. But I mean, that's a practical use for a robot. Yes. Putting a gun and a scope in their hand no. is probably not the best idea. Let's just have them all at Walmart's, Costco, Sobeys, Lofla stores, Longo stores, <laughs> Fortinos. Let's go. <laughs> Bring in the grocery clean, cleaning robots. I want to know if you think this guy was wrong for asking his girlfriend to repay him. He posted the story on TikTok. He's from Hawaii. Uh, sorry, it is she. It's a she that posted the story. Her longtime boyfriend sent her a Venmo request for $7 after buying her cold medicine when she was sick. Oh. Jackie Lee shares the story on a viral video now. It's got a lot of views. She says, one time I was feeling really sick and I asked my boyfriend at the time if he could buy me some cold medicine on his way home. So after he finished work, he dropped by CVS and picked up some DayQuil for me. Really kind of him. Really appreciate that. She says she drank the syrup and fell asleep. She recalled waking up to a sickening surprise. He Venmo charged her $7 for the cold medicine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She claimed before joking, like, okay, get your bag. Reflecting on the incident, Lee says she favors partners being more fluid with expenses. She said she's been dating this unnamed partner, for, or she had been for about four years at the time. Oh my gosh. 
What what was what is wrong with what is wrong with people? Four years now, together, she needs cold meds. You're fine, so you stop and buy them, drop them off. Good, you ended it there, and you're a good boyfriend. You send her a request for seven dollars for the cold meds. You turn from good boyfriend to piece of shit. That's a business transaction. You just sent her an invoice. Is what you did. <laughs> that's sending an invoice. Like no thanks. That's not a hey I want to get in your pants kind of relationship. That's not a hey I want to romance you up kind of relationship. What the heck? That's messed up. You know, I wouldn't even. Can I say like who would even do that to like a friend, let alone a partner? Mm-hmm. I would never even do that if uh, you know one of our friends was like, oh, I'm sick, I can't re- go out to the store. Or if you, if you were like, hey, cat, I need some medicine. I'm like, oh, here, I just happen to have a bottle of Tylenol here. You know, you take it. You think I'm gonna f- invoice you? What kind of people? What kind of person does that? I have to think that maybe he was completely self unaware or wanted to be single. Or mm. he's clueless, or he is just the shitty person. Does he maybe not have a lot of money though? Do we know this? Okay, it doesn't matter. Do you think? Yeah, like, you're I don't in think a four-year relationship. I don't think it matters either because she has to get it or you get it. It's four years. We're not talking four days, and even then, that'd be weird. Okay, well, one thing I do want to point out here, though, in the name of fairness, is yeah, there's some expenses that are fluid. She's absolutely yeah. right. You know, if you we don't keep tally on them either. No, there's no scorecard. Hey, if we go out for dinner and I get the bill. Okay, well, I mean, it's probably coming out of both of our available funds anyway, because we're a couple who's been together for four years. You need cold meds? No problem. I'll go get you some cold meds. It was seven bucks. I do think that probably she should be aware of the fact that he went out of his way, he spent money. Maybe when she's feeling better, buy him lunch. Do something nice. You don't have to give him back the $7. That's when we get really trivial in a relationship. Yeah, I agree. Um, And there are so many expenses like that in a relationship that are back and forth. And that's the way that it should be. Nobody should be keeping track of it. That's where you get really, that's where it gets really unhealthy in my opinion. Of like, well, I did this for you. Or how come you didn't do this for me? I bought lunch twice in a row. Like, you know, (laughs) at a certain point, again, when you're in that relationship for four years, why are we doing this? There's got to be. But that's why I think there's a lot of psychiatry behind it, right? Like you kind of mentioned it. You alluded to it. Maybe he wants her to be mad at him. Maybe he wants to break up and he's not sure how to do it. And that's one way to get into her head. I guess that's a weird way weird. to, to he say, hey, I'm a kind not of a piece interested. of shit. You don't really want to go out with yeah, me Yeah, or I'm not interested in this relationship. So if that's the case, then just say it. A woman has caused some controversy online over her parenting techniques in which she lets her young daughter swear freely. Myla is standing in the living room complaining about wearing mismatched socks. Uh, Mom here says that she will find her a matching pair. The seven-year-old responded, this is like some wacky Wednesday kind of shit, Mom. That's a (laughs) seven-year-old. Mom laughed and said, ha ha, I'll get you some matching socks. So in the comments, people have said things like, um, you just let your seven-year-old cuss like that? Some came to her defense and said, there's nothing wrong with it. She said it respectfully and in a funny way, it was appropriate. Right. It's not like she said, mom, you're a piece of shan or something like that, right? Right, 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 right. right. I understand where those people, okay, okay, okay. So if context is involved and the context is right and the child uses it appropriately, if there is an appropriate way to cuss. Yeah, yeah. It's if, not necessary. I mean, it, yeah. Is that kind of okay then? Are we just letting kids drop any well, kind of cuss words they want just because they used it in context? I think it's so important to have those conversations with your kids young. Um, this is a seven-year-old. 
Would I, I mean, we all have our personal opinions on it. Would we let our kids do that? I mean, no, I don't think I'd let my kid like willy nilly at that age anyway. Like I understand swearing happens. There's going to be swearing in school and I get it. Um, as long as it's not happening too frequently or in those negative, more negative contexts than talking about socks. Like it's not aimed at a person. It's not hurtful or meant to be hurtful. Right. Um, so all those things are important. It's even important to have those conversations when they're young. I think. I'm not going to judge anyone else's parenting styles. What I will say is I, I'm assuming, and I don't know if she mentioned this, but she spoke with her about language that's appropriate and not appropriate in front of other kids, right? Sure. Or, or, or adults for that matter, but at school. Because I think that's an important conversation to have with your, with your children no matter what. I mean, my, my daughter, <laughs> my daughter goes to a Catholic school and oh my God, has slipped out a couple of times. But I have a conversation with her. She's five and she's old enough to understand we don't say that. It's not like you're going to get in trouble because I understand that daddy does say that one. I'm going to say daddy, but sure, it might slip out every now and again. You might hear language, but you don't use that. And she's gotten used to it. And now it's, oh my gosh, it's never the other way. She understands what it is. And she says, uh, she does not say it in front of her friends. Now that's one small example, right? Uh, But going into like the, the shit realm. I don't know if the F word is there for that seven-year-old, but I mean, that's, that's a lot. I think again, unless they're saying it, if they're not saying it at school or in those public settings or in, you know, whatever it might be camps or whatever, is it all that bad? I mean, words are words as long as you're not trying to hurt somebody. Am I wrong there? No, that's a great way to look at it. I'll tell you something. It doesn't matter how old your kids get. It's still weird to hear your kids swear. My son is 21, and if I hear him drop an (laughs) F-bomb, I still like do a double take. What the fuck did you just say? Well, that's one of the reasons why my parents don't like this podcast. Like, you swear. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I think my, my mom's heard me swear so many times because she has listened to the podcast. So but I understand that that would that would probably take you back a little bit. I, I my kids have sworn by accident. They don't understand it when they were younger. That you know that age where they all of a sudden they understand or they don't understand, but they start to just mimic you, and then it's like shit, <laughs> shit. What is that, mom? I'm like oh fuck, fuck. What's that? I'm like no, 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 no. Don't say any of it. <laughs> well, I distinctly remember a time when they were trying to feel me out. And they were just sort of looking at me as they said it to see if it would get a ride. Did they small, start with like the small words like ass? Stuff like that? No. Like they I, went right I, for it? I remember a time really? when, when my daughter went and, and I don't know, like let's say for example, she stubbed her toe or she couldn't find her keys. Right. She went to go, oh, f-. and then she looked at me and said, Fudge? <laughs> and just looked at me to see what I was going to do. <laughs> Fudge. I think I'd be, t- what, what kind of a hypocrite would I be though? I would be saying you would be a hypocrite too. Totally. You know, I mean, you're not, you don't, you're not a trucker. You don't have a trucker mouth um, or anything, but we would be hypocritical even with our children to say, you can't say, now if it's your house and you don't want them saying certain words, I know there's people who are particular. They're okay with ass and shit and any number of other ones, but don't say the F word, right? They might have their, their, or don't cuss in this way or that way. Everybody has their different house rules. Seven is young. I will I will say seven is young. That would be too young for me to hear my kids say something like that. Okay, everybody. It's honesty time here on After Nine. Have you ever used a sick day when you weren't actually <gasps> sick? Dun, dun, dun. Some people right now answering that question are going to say, hell yeah, I have. They're my sick days and I'm entitled to them and I'm going to use them. And then you get people like myself and Kat 
I haven't taken a sick day in 20 years. Yeah. Haven't taken a sick day in 20. I better knock on wood here. Well, that's also because we have the technology to not have to if you do have to stay home. Hmm. <laughs> we kind of get screwed in that way, don't we? It's like, true. Oh, I'm sick. Okay, cool. We'll bring all the, uh, the, the stuff to your house then. You can do it from home. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Great. Awesome. They asked the question to a thousand people. Have you ever used a sick day when you were not actually sick? 40% said yes. 48% said no. The rest weren't sure if they were actually sick. Weren't sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's maybe I'm catching something. I'm not sure. Because I have had those moments before where I'm like, oh, something's funny in my throat. But then it turns out to be nothing. Well, they ask people again, should people be allowed to use sick days when they aren't actually sick? 37% said yes. You should absolutely be able to do that. Hmm. So let's go through a couple of scenarios here. Can you take a sick day if you've just got a cold, some sniffles, you know, yeah. maybe a little achy, but you're not actually coughing yeah. or anything? Yeah, because you don't want to get other people at your workplace sick. Thank you. That should be the first. That's right? one thing. If, if anything good came out of COVID, if anything did, it's probably that we're a lot more aware of how infectious we can all be sure. and how infectious other people are. So I would think that we're now all on the understanding that I'll stay home when I'm sick, but you stay home when you're sick too. And let's not pass these germs all around. 43% say they strongly support taking a sick day when you have a cold. Another 30% somewhat support it. What if you've got COVID? Should you take a day off? 70%- of course. Who didn't say that? Tell me. Uh, actually, in total, 87% support it. 5% said no. 2% said they strongly oppose taking a sick day when you have COVID. That's just people who don't like COVID, That's right? the thing. They're like, yeah. it's not a big deal. Suck it up. Right? Is that it? Yes, but to me, like COVID is still, an Ill- well, whether you care that COVID was blown up or that, whatever your theory is, it's still an illness that you can pass on to someone else. That's how I see it. What if you're having severe menstrual cramps? Yes. Is that a re? Yes. Yes. I happen to agree with you. 43% say they strongly support it. 29% say they somewhat support it. One in 10 are opposed. 8% are strongly opposed. So roughly one in five people say, nope. You don't get a sick day just because you're on your period. I guess one in five have never either experienced it for themselves or known someone who has and been out for the day, sometimes multiple days because of it. What if you've got a doctor's appointment? Could be a routine thing. Could be a time for your annual mm. physical. Can you use a sick day because you got to go to the doctor when oh, you're not actually sick? That's a good question. What did people say to that one? 12% say no. The rest say going to the doctor is a perfectly acceptable reason to use a sick day. Doesn't it matter what you're going to? Does it matter? I should ask it, phrase it as a question. Does it matter what you're going to the doctor for? Okay, so this would be using a sick day when you're not actually sick. So not sick, but still people go to the doctor, but they're not sick. For referrals, people might go and take someone else, like their children or their elderly family members. Could have been an ankle sprain. It could have been any number of minor things. You're not sick. You're not unable to work, but you had to go to an appointment. I mean, I think going to the doctor all in all is is a good thing to do to check in on your own health. So wouldn't your work be good with that just so that you're checking in on yourself or those around you? Like either way, I think it's beneficial for them if you do go. Can you take a sick day if you just want to go on vacation early? (laughs) No, (laughs) of course not. 44% say no sick days. 45% say sure, no problem. If you want to go they on vacation, do. you can use a sick day. Do you day. know how many people I know that have those jobs where they, they hate them? 
They hate their job. So they use the sick days as vacation days. That's basically what they use it for. And they'll pre-plan. I have a girlfriend who does that. I was like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing this month? What day are you free? Okay, cool. I'll call in sick that day. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. There's a couple more scenarios. Again, these are times when it's okay or not okay to use a sick day. What if you are going to a funeral? Uh, don't we have bereavement days or does not everybody have that? I don't think everybody has okay, that. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so if you don't have it, I mean, yeah, going to a funeral, thats uh, you, sh- you should be able to use a day. So if they're not giving you an option for bereavement, then yeah. 75% say it's okay to use a sick day if it's to go to a funeral. 17% say no. What about if you're going to uh, a therapy appointment? It's kind of medical, yeah, but yeah. it's he- it's mental health. Right. Well, and this is another whole other topic we could have is that mm-hmm. do we have mental health or flex days, which maybe we can get into because you and I have a great idea for this. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to say yes on that one. One in five say nope. The rest Therapy yes. does not count. One more here, but I think this one is worth mentioning. What if you're just feeling overwhelmed? You're feeling anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You're mentally overwhelmed. Is that enough to say, you know what? I got to clear my head. I'm not going into work today. I'm taking a sick day just to try and calm down. Would that fall under the mental health category? It May- is definitely I mean, mental maybe, health. Yep. Maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I believe that people are should, as long as they don't take advantage of it, because that's where the issues lie, right? Um, I'm going to say most people said yes. Only 67% said yes. Okay. The rest said no. You don't get a sick day just because you're feeling mentally overwhelmed. Really surprising results in parts of that survey, but that leads us to the flex days. I've said for a long time, we got to stop breaking this down. We all have shit come up in our lives. And, and you know what? Sometimes the shit is sick. Sometimes the shit is People die. You got to go to funerals from time to time. Sometimes you got to go in the middle of the day and pick up your kid at school because they they stepped in a puddle and they're soaking mm-hmm. wet or uh, they had an accident yeah. or something or like that. Or they're sick or any number of reasons. There's any number of yeah. reasons that you may have to leave work. I think we should scrap sick days altogether and just have a bank of, say, 10 days. They're flex days. Flex days are for you. Those are ones where you can go and pick up your kid at school or you can go and uh, pick up your kid at the airport or or do whatever. Just take an extra vacation day. I know what employers would think to this because they'd say, well, then you're just giving people 10 extra or five extra. Let's just say five. Let's go five. Let's go in the middle. So if you give someone five flex days, there's a lot of employers that would say, my, my work is just going to treat that as a vacation. However, so would you put an asterisk on it that you may do that, but you have to show proof of whatever it is you're taking a flex day for? I think flex I mean, I think days are flex fair. days. See, but I think that's fair. Like, for example, if I told you I had a funeral, like, okay, cool. Just flip me the obituary so I know. Workplaces do do that, by the way. Sure. There's a lot of workplaces that do. I think it's fair. It's a fair ask because if you're that person to... Oh, it just so happens that right before my Disney cruise, one day before I leave, uh, my grandma's funeral is happening. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? People take advantage of shit real quick. But so I feel like to be fair, you'd have to opt into here's a doctor's note, get us a doctor's note paid for by the company or whatever to make sure that we know that you were actually at that doctor's appointment. See, for me, I wouldn't want to be lied to. You're almost encouraging it. You get, say, five sick days and all the rest of the time you need off. Those are vacation days. If we just stopped calling them sick days and made them flex days or life days because life happens, if you did that or maybe just the roads are shit and I just don't want to take a chance on the highway today, I think Mm. that would actually create a little more transparency. Now, where we might be able to compromise on this is, yeah, you get your five or six or seven or ten flex days. 
you'll get a half day's pay for every one of those flex days you don't use. So if you get 10 of them and you don't use any of them, you get an extra five days pay. Would that be acceptable? Oh yeah, because then you're more then you're going to get people who are off for more reasonable reasons and not taking advantage of the system. I just I'd love to be able to go to the boss and say, "I want to take tomorrow off." Don't really have a good reason other than the, the bills are playing. The bills <laughs> are playing tonight like and that. I wouldn't mind having tomorrow off. Yeah. Or I'd like to just go to him and be honest. I don't want to have to lie and Oh my god, I woke up and fuck him dying. I don't understand how people can lie. But they do all I, the time. I, I know. I'm just saying I don't understand it. Like, I can't, I could not do that. I'd rather just call the boss and say, hey, listen, the malls suck on the weekends in December. I got to get some shopping done. Yeah. So I'm using one of my flex days. I'm not sick. I'm just taking a day to go and shop. And I realize that I won't get that extra half day pay bonus for not using it. It's worth it to me to just take the day and get the shopping done. I'd rather do that than that song and dance, that production where, uh, honey, call my boss for me and make it sound like I'm half dead. You know, like, fuck, why are we lying like that? Just be honest. And your boss, life happens to your boss too. They should, in most cases, understand. I don't know why we can't just call it what it is. It's a flex day. Yeah. Because there's people who are going to use their sick days when they're not sick. People who won't use their sick days when they are sick. Just treat it as an extra day off that you might get a little something for if you don't use it. I think that's probably the better way to go. Uh, All right. We're at time already. There's so much more I wanted to get to, including the Auditor General's reports. I, uh, I'll just do a couple quick highlights here. Apparently, the Ministry of Transportation did not listen to their own experts, and they're plowing ahead with the Bradford Bypass and the new 413, even though there were other highways that were approved already that could have been being built. Really? So that's a bit of a flag there. Uh, Our insurance premiums? way higher in Ontario than the rest of the country, even though we have a lower rate of car crashes that involve injuries. Oh, that's fair. Just because Ontario, right? Yes. And the Auditor General also shit all over the province yesterday over the vaccine rollout. Apparently, we wasted almost 40% of vaccines between February and June because the government overestimated demand for boosters. Did we overestimate? Mm -hmm. Because I thought it was the feds that did procurement. In in any case, I don't know why anyone would have overestimated. If anything, they should have been cautious about how many people would or wouldn't want a booster. This seems like a preventable thing, but we ended up throwing out three and a half million doses. At 25 bucks a pop, we threw away three and a half million of them? That doesn't seem right. There's other countries that do want them. We knew at the time that that might happen, too. I mean, most people did, except for them, apparently. (laughs) They should just let the people start governing this place. At least we know what's going on. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday, everybody. Our radio shows are on in the morning, 91.5 The Beat out of Kitchener-Waterloo, and at night from 6 till 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Fresh 93.1, Barry's Hit Music. Have yourselves a fantastic day. There's not going to be a podcast tomorrow. Just a heads up. No pod tomorrow. No pod. Have a good one, guys. Prince William and Kate Middleton arrived in Boston for the first trip to the U.S. in nearly 10 years. And this was nice. This was nice. They met with Boston royalty, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Uh, Parents across the country break out the old elf on a shelf. Here's a trick that will save you some time, I think, this year. Set your elf out. Kids go to bed. Put a positive COVID test next to the elf. Good morning, oh, Winky has Omicron. He's got a quarantine at the North Pole for two weeks, I think. And then you put him in a box for two weeks. You bring him back out, put little dots on his face. Oh my God, now he's got monkey pox back in the box. Well, this is fun. I saw that next month, uh, the world's largest go-kart track is opening in New Jersey. 
What took so long? It's already the tracksuit capital of the world. I mean, come on. It makes sense, though. New Jersey is the one place you're actually going to find a man named Mario in a go-kart. So... <laughs> the After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.